Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Hi, welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today, our guest is DJ Simmons. DJ is the president and CEO of Acme Constructors. So DJ, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being here today. As I like to do about folks, you know, everybody comes to this industry in a different way. So how in the heck did you go from where you were to where you are today? I guess how I got into construction, um, I went to college at, in Rolla there at UMR when I was there, Missouri S&T now, and really kind of the whole time going to school, I knew I didn't really want to get into design, not that I was a super poor student, but just didn't really enjoy the classes all that much. So uh, a new management role was probably more where I wanted to take that engineering degree and uh, got my first job offer from Kiewit, uh Construction a big mega construction company and uh, went to work for them, went there for about a year and uh, decided I didn't want to be a nomad. Um, Now, Keywood is in Nebraska, Kansas, where are they located? uh, Their their home office is in Omaha. Um, They have, gosh, probably 20-some different divisions or they're a mega contractor. And um, so they put you out on the road as the new kid on the block, huh? Yeah, yeah. So uh, with them, my, my job was more of a safety person. Uh, that's kind of where they put a lot of their new hires. Our particular project was installing fiber optic line um, for level three communications. And the run I was on was uh, between Chicago and Detroit. So they stationed us in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And really enjoyed it there for a little while, but I could just kind of see the writing on the wall. Growing up as a kid, we moved around a lot. My dad was uh, in administration for real small high school, so I I graduated with 16 in my graduating class. So (laughs) it was really tiny stuff, so there was always uh, consolidation. And we, we would move anywhere between every three and four years, and I just... I don't know. I didn't like it all that much. I ended up going to three different high schools, so I didn't didn't really want to put my family through that. And you could see working for a big company like Kiwit, the travel was a big piece of what was staring you in the face. Oh, yeah. It was going to be, you know, one to two years in every project, and unless you, you know, wanted to get into the estimating department there, and that would be based in Omaha or one of the division uh, heads there, so... So how'd you get from there to Acme? Yeah, so uh, it was kind of interesting. You know, I was looking around. I, one of my friends was interning at a smaller general contractor, an industrial contractor here in St. Louis, and and uh, got me on there. And uh, worked there for about four years and, and really enjoyed learning, but it, it wasn't quite the right fit for me. So I started interviewing around quite a bit and hooked up with Tom Hager, the former owner of Acme. And... You know, actually, I interviewed with with him a year before I, I got hired, um, <laughs> but he kept me in mind. And, and uh, when a position opened up, he called me up, said, "Hey, are you still interested?" And uh, you know, a couple things about Acme that really interested me a lot, uh, as opposed to maybe some of the other folks that I was interviewing with, was he'd already begun the 
employee ownership. So it, it's an ESOP company. Employee stock option plan is ownership plan is is what ESOP stands for. So I was really intrigued by that. You know, the family business and construction in St. Louis is really big, and and his daughter kind of already had her company set up and and was going down that direction. And you know, not that I necessarily at the age of what was I about 26 saw myself as the next president of, of ACME but you know I, I saw that there was there's potential there and and uh, really liked the opportunity that that came up so well great so what is ACME constructors doing now what sort of projects are you involved in I know you just put a big new addition onto your building within the last two years so you guys obviously are growing yeah you know it's it's kind of been a wild, crazy ride, I guess. Uh, you know, when when I first hired on at Acme, I essentially took over for Tom in all the project management and estimating that he was doing. Um, so, kind of felt like it was my job to keep probably anywhere between eight and twelve of our mill rides busy, and that's what drove me. Is hey, that that's my job. If I if if I don't bring in work for these guys, they're going to be sitting at home and not able to take care of their families or find another job somewhere else so and and really bonded with those guys a lot but yeah it was gosh i i want to say we were about a five or seven million dollar a year company back then you know a few things have evolved since then um you know acme we we were actually called acme erectors at that point in i want to say 2006 or so 2005 uh tom had started acme Broke off Acme Erectors as a separate new company, and then Acme Erectors became Acme Constructors. I know there's a lot of confusion in the industry about that. In hindsight, looking back, gosh, I wish we'd have done something different there. But <laughs> but it is what it is now, and, and I think hopefully we're, after 13 years now, people are a little bit understanding of, of what, what all goes on in, in the different areas. Of, now, of who, the who are your clients right now? Who are you working for right now Ameren's probably our biggest client at the moment it's good to see them spending money again uh, I want to say it probably been 10 or 15 years since we'd really seen much activity and, and most of what we do for Ameren is at, at the power generation the coal plants um, we are also getting into the uh, solar panels yeah from what I understand talking to some of the folks at Ameren the lifespan of the coal plants is shortening rapidly yeah, you know, uh, a lot of that depends on what's going on in Washington. Obviously, right now, there's not as big of a push for, for the clean energy. It's, I want to say Merrimack, uh, I think the, they're planning on shutting down the Merrimack plant in 2021, 2022, somewhere in there. So they're not, they're just kind of keeping that one around. You know, I, I want to say the other plants right now, which is a very tentative thing, I, I want to say it's around 2040 or so is when they're, Possibly looking at shutting those down, but you you never know what the business model and, and what all that means. So clean energy, there's you know a lot of benefits there, but there's a lot of struggles that they they have as far as you know is the wind blowing, is the sunshine, and all those kind of things. And it, the the cool thing is is technology does improve. Um, we'll find ways to harness that energy and uh, you know hopefully make it a little bit better so you're working on your business model for acme in response to that oh yeah yeah you know we've we've kind of evolved a little bit three four years ago we started an engineering company so we have uh, two structural engineers and uh, two cad designer type folks 
and a structural detailer as well. And then uh, also on that same time frame, we bought a fabrication facility so we can be a turnkey operation. We, we were getting asked for that constantly. Uh, people were, you know, inside these manufacturing facilities that we work at, they were always, hey, we'd like a platform from here to there. And I want to say during the downturn, a lot of people downsized their engineering staffs. So they're having to outsource everything, and we work for a lot of maintenance managers and, and those kind of folks. So they're always needing something done, and they're wanting some calculations and making sure that hey, we got a load rating on this platform or, or whatever. So, so you've really diversified over the last five years. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of really one of the main things. And uh, not that we have a huge market share, but we we have a decent market share in the industrial world, and I think that's probably the easiest way for us to to uh, grow our revenues is through the diversification and, and probably more geographical expansion there as well. What geography, just throughout the Midwest or? Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll go almost anywhere. I think we've worked in 22 different states, 22, 24, somewhere in there. But, you know, our customers take us different places, and our, our biggest project last year was in Indiana. It just kind of depends on where <laughs> where the work so, is will go, you know. I think I've seen that more and more in our industry that, oh, yeah. as the saying goes, science annihilates distance, that you travel, you have the communications tools, you have the ability to work anywhere in the country, really. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's, you know, the labor force, we like bringing as many of our local guys uh, from around here to the, the different locations. We know what to expect from them. A lot of times when we're going out of town, we, you know, you run into injury risk and, you know, productivity is always a question mark when you're going into a new market and you just never know what you're going to get from those local halls. So, so tell me where you see Acme and the industry going in the next 18 to 24 months. What sort of things are you preparing for, for the future right now? I wish we, we could have a big backlog of three and four and five years <laughs> One of the new things that we're working on is uh, a manpower app for scheduling our manpower. I, th I think there's one out there, but one thing that as we've been developing this particular program, I, I kind of wanted it so I could see our backlog and see, hey, we're going to have, we're, we're going to be at 80 guys up through mid-May, but then after mid-May, we're going to drop down to, you know, 20 or so is all we got on the books in that and uh, it's just kind of been interesting looking at that and seeing hey we really look at things like we have a two or three week backlog hey, you know, we, we like to run anywhere between 100 and 150 people out in the field and right now I can look at that and I can see okay we have about 80 of them taken care of for next week but after that, it drops down to about 20. So our backlog is always really small. But that, that's one thing that really helps us, though, is getting these these bigger, like whether it's one of the Airman uh, SFC jobs or the, the job that we did last year was a dog food manufacturing plant, and we had about 20 guys there for oh, close to, I guess, a little over a year. So those help. So you're using technology to overlay your backlog with your workforce and really maximize the workforce that you have. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, I'm not sure if that was like scary or disappointing or, <laughs> or what, but but I mean, it's it's probably nothing that I didn't really know already. But it, it's just interesting, just having that data there and seeing kind of where your peaks and valleys are and, and uh, 
hey guys, we got to keep that foot on the gas pedal. We need to keep pumping those bids out and and being aggressive. So now, in the middle of all this, you've decided to be the chair of the building division for HEC of Missouri. So tell me how that came about and your involvement with AGC. Oh, it's it's kind of funny. I, Acme's had a long history of being involved in the AGC, and uh, you know it's some Tom, our former former owner, and then uh, Paul Paul Hartwig, our former vice president, uh, both were chairs of the building division. I, I believe they were both chairs of the building division. But I, I respect those guys a lot, and didn't really probably know or appreciate what you guys do here all that much. But so when Nancy called, I was like, "Yeah, sure. It, it sounds like something I'd, I'd like to know um, and understand why those guys really felt strongly about being involved in the AGC." And and it really has opened my eyes a lot to and uh, appreciating the staff that you have and how hard they work and and the different things that you're involved in. That you know, there's a lot of organizations in town that you can get involved in, but no one that our dues go to bettering the industry and keeping some of the important topics pushed and, and keeping the contractors uh, probably views at the forefront and, and pushing those uh, those initiatives has been really eye-opening and, and really makes me appreciate the, what the AGC does a, a ton more than, than maybe if I'm not involved or or we had the the annual convention here last week and you know that that's kind of what i thought it was was hey we go and we have these you know little convention deals and it's great networking but what do we really get for you know what our dues pay and there's so much more there than than you, you appreciate just going to the networking events so once you got involved you really saw the value and really knew what the whole agc was all about yeah yeah that that's exactly it where's the building division going in the next year or two any ideas our biggest initiative is is on keeping the membership up uh, it, that's that's the lifeblood of what you guys do so we gotta we gotta keep that membership up and we're really trying to reach out to folks that we know maybe past members uh, all those and and explain all the benefits that agc has maybe not so much uh on the right now right here um as it is that it's a long-term game here for, for all of us contractors i think and and that's where our dues go to is not hey what can is this going to get me any more work or anything like that it's not so much about that but i think about you know whether you're affected by diversity whether you're affected by the union negotiations or um, you know, training's always there. That's something that can help you right here, right now. But all those things that are more long-term gains, if if we didn't have the AGC, we wouldn't have a voice. So that's that's the message I really try and get get across to anybody that's interested or any future uh, members. So, well, hearing it from someone like yourself who was outside the industry and then thought they'd just give it a try, and then. Once you saw it, all of a sudden it became apparent to you. It really means a lot. Oh no, it's it's great. I, I've really enjoyed uh, getting to meet everyone, and uh, for anybody that's listening that isn't involved, it, these people really do have a, a real good passion for what they do, and they want to help. And if we have any ideas, they're they're always willing to listen and say, "Yeah, I think that'd be great," and and let's let's go about it. So, so as we wrap up, anything else you want to share with anybody who might be listening? You know, I'm kind of excited about the Manpower app that uh, that we're developing. So hopefully, I get that with all the bugs worked out and and everything. And I'll probably start trying to market that a little bit 
but you know, construction's a tough industry. It's uh, you know, payment terms are, are crappy, and <laughs> you know, you're you're always living in this constant state of stress a little bit. But uh, it's so beneficial, and you, all the people that you meet are just amazing, and and uh, get to know the the field guys, and you know, all us office folk, and you know, engineers to you know everything it really uh really makes you appreciate what everybody does and yeah it's it's just a cool industry so stay involved and really do believe in what the agc is doing and try and get our membership up so we can do even more well i appreciate that i appreciate your support appreciate your time today and keep building (laughs) thanks len thanks again for listening It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.